We've tried to convince beauty for a long time. And I think at this point, the industry, it's been around since the beginning of time, right? So if they're not gonna change it and they're not gonna offer expanded products, we have to do it ourselves, right? And I think that's a part of the story. We're not just doing this so that we have a place to shop, but this is bigger than us. Welcome to Uncooked, a podcast serving up raw insights for marketers as we hear the unfiltered truth from industry experts, brands, and the target audiences we serve in their own words. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked, we're continuing the conversation with Shalice Josephs and Kadine Brown, founders of Beauty Marked, a company focused on curating beauty products for Black women in a singular marketplace. Beauty Marked forms relationships with new and established brands and offer a beauty box subscription so women can trial and be exposed to many different brands created just for their skin tone. On the last episode, we discussed the right time to focus on your brand purpose, how much advertising really influences culture, and the need for more Black-owned cosmetic products in the beauty space. Today, on part two, we're diving deeper into how Beauty Marked is filling a huge void for Black women everywhere and their strategy for building a community that's already in line to be their first customers. So let's dig in. Can you please describe the current buying experience for a Black woman today, walking into a department store, a specialty store for beauty? So walking into a retail store, walking straight over to the beauty aisle, You'll get to a point in the aisle, it's usually on the end cap, where there are some products available, but they're limited in nature, meaning you'll find something that will help you with your hair, but it may not necessarily fit your hair because our hair is so diverse, right? So it may be for a looser curl pattern, whereas you have a more coarse or a tighter curl pattern. And so that product wouldn't work for you. What about for when you were talking about how you had asked a woman about foundation? Yes, foundation is actually still very complex, right? So walk into a beauty aisle and I'm trying to find or locate foundation that matches my shade. That's usually very difficult to find. And the representative will say things like, we actually don't have something that's available for you. Or they'll try to create something. It's usually having to mix foundation. So I'm ended up buying two products instead of the one that I really wanted because mm-hmm. the shade doesn't exist. Right. And so that can be demoralizing sometimes because it's just like at this point, these products are not made for me. And so either I'm going to mix it or I'm going to walk away with nothing. And that leads me to go to another retailer and another retailer. And so what we know for sure is that the gap exists because when we're walking into the stores, We're having to expand our experience to go to maybe a department store and maybe more of a traditional, like a Target or what have you, to find things that match our shade. And it doesn't always exist. And so I know when Fenty Beauty came out with the 40 plus foundations, it sold out everywhere. I mean, for months we couldn't find it because it was something that was really, really needed. And they did it really well in that they got not only the shades, but they got the undertones. And I think that's what makes foundation so complex. We can be the same shade and have different undertones. I cannot wear your foundation because it will better on my skin tone, right? And so for black women, having so many different shades, having 40 options, that's unheard of, right? Yeah, yeah. Once it was launched, other beauty brands started to try to do the same thing, but it was kind of too late. Why didn't you try that before, you know? Motivated by dollars or were you motivated by what is really needed? 
And yes. so our story is pretty common. I know we talked about at the time as well, sunscreen. There are many people that don't think Black people use sunscreen. And I can tell you as someone that recently got sunburn, <laughs> Black <laughs> people and darker skin tones still need sunscreen and still need to be protected from the sun. However, as we mentioned before, standard sunscreen that is on the market is typically creating a white cast because it's not made for darker skin tones. Yeah. And so black girl sunscreen, I actually put it on my face right before this podcast because you're supposed mm. to you're not in the sun. <laughs> you know, it's something that I was so glad that that came out. And I think it's important for these brands to establish themselves and create things where they know a need exists so that we can patronize them in any way we can. So yeah. our experience has been limited. We know products are coming out. We now just need a place where it can be concentrated. And that's what Beauty Mark is here to do. Beauty Marked aims to be a marketplace for Black women to trial many different products at a depth of offering which cannot be found at a physical beauty counter. The ladies mentioned Fenty, Rihanna's beauty brand, which has an estimated value of $1.4 billion. They're focused on creating a cosmetic company to make women everywhere feel included. Sound familiar? The old model of retail for Black women involved either outright dismissal of their needs or being duped into buying more than one item to mix tones which have absolutely no guarantee of working. And we all know that the beauty counter is not cheap. So these women for far too long have been either leaving the store empty-handed or just dropping a lot of money unnecessarily being left to their own devices to experiment. Let's talk about your target audience. So it's black women, huge. <laughs> Are you narrowing it down a little bit? Are you looking at a certain demographic, a certain slice of life? Just talk to me a little bit about the type of women that you think would be checking out beautymark.com. So we do want to make sure that Gen Z is represented in our brand as well. We know that they are focused on skincare. We know that through research that they play a huge part in what is happening next in all industries. But we focused on starting with 25 to 45 because we think that's the sweet spot of people that are pouring into the industry and walking the aisles and actually shopping first. But yes, we're focused on that primary group with a Gen Z in mind for sure. Got it. So how do you plan to market and grow Beauty Marked? So we're currently working on building out our social media presence. I mean, it goes back to that whole community thing that we mentioned earlier to start building a community around our brand. We do want to start hosting various events. We also want to spotlight various brands on a continuous basis. So brands that we use their products, we love them. We want our audience to also be aware that this is a great product. So on a regular cadence, we do want to spotlight the various brands just so our audience can be introduced. And when you say social media presence, I know a lot of it is owned, but are you planning on doing paid ads? And is it on Facebook, Instagram, any other platforms? So Instagram, for sure, I think is where we're predominantly going to place our focus. We know through research that our demographic is primarily hosted on Instagram. TikTok is obviously where Gen Z is <laughs> the most focused. So we, we don't want to ignore that platform either. But Instagram and Facebook are where we'll primarily be focused on our ads, as well as some unique things that we're going to be building out with some of our partners. 
There's a saying in business, community over competition. You can always tell the brands who use it because it sounds buzzy versus those who use it to actually bring a business idea to life. Disrupting a marketplace sounds like a lofty goal, and these ladies are already aligned with their community and adding real value to their lives. Beauty Marked is employing a bottom-up, top-down marketing strategy. So bottom-up focuses on capturing the attention among the purpose-driven Gen Zs and young millennials by being on platforms like TikTok and Instagram. Top-down refers to the retailers that they chose to feature in their subscription models. So there are only retailers who align with Beauty Mark's purpose. This strategy ensures that you tap this unmet need of your audience first, be where they are, and then when they find you, you offer only like-minded brands who share their values. That's the win. So here's a question for you. What has surprised you during this journey that you've been on so far? I think a couple things have surprised me personally. I think the shock and awe from people that are not Black women has been interesting to me that people are just not aware that this is an issue. When I say people, I mean like people that White are White people like me. <laughs> yeah, I so, get it. <laughs> but I think the positive thing about that is we've actually gotten a lot of support from white women specifically, right? Where they're saying, wow, yeah, this is a huge issue. We support you through this. And we think it's great to have allyship outside even mm -hmm. a community that it may not impact directly, but we've gotten a lot of support, which I think is awesome. And then just the look and surprise on people's faces when we introduce what we're planning to do and the excitement around it, we've really gotten a lot of energy from that. And I think it's great because it further validates that what we're doing is important work. Our customers know it's important, but it's great to get that support from allies outside the community as well. I think that was one surprising thing. So we've done two pitch competitions thus far and we won. I know, <laughs> so, I was there, yeah. I saw it live and I voted for you too, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Right, so I think the first competition we did was virtual. We, we thought, okay, this is great. And then the second one we did, it was just further confirming that, hey, we have a great thing here. We need to continue working on it. But just to Shalisa's point, the support the support from individuals who aren't Black. And, you know, they got what we were trying to do. They got the message and they were willing to support. And so it just further emphasized that this is definitely needed and we need to continue to persevere, make it happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of nice white women like uh, Felicia <laughs> Rubenstein, you know, one of the best that I could think of. So I think talking about Haven co-working space in Darien, Connecticut, they are just a great support right. system. And I could just see that being a resource for you in the future now that everyone's familiar with you and you won the pitch and everyone's rooting for you. So I think it's great. Right. And our business advisor is a white woman and she has <laughs> been fantastic. We've been working with her for over a year now. And I don't think we could have been peered with a better business advisor. So definitely kudos. Nice. Good. So how about write the headline five years from now in a glowing feature story about Beauty Marked? I think it's really important for us to not only 
grow and expand, but to bring the brands with us, right? So I would want it to read something like beauty giant, beauty marked, uh, <laughs> disrupts a market and creates multi-million dollar beauty brands along with it or something to that accord. I think the beauty brands have been doing the work, right? They've really been out there figuring out what we need and the traction that they require is just not there because they're kind of hidden on either small social media platforms. They're not getting the traction on their websites individually. And so while this is definitely about bringing Black women into or creating a space or marketplace that looks and feels like what we want and need, the beauty brands that are doing the work on the ground to create those products, they're just as important. And we want to make sure that our success is also their success. Yes. So I think as we grow, we want to not only disrupt beauty in a way that challenges the standard of what we've seen, but we want to be able to say we also created success through other brands and created longevity for them because we've supported them along the way. Amen. I love it. Okay, Dean, do you want to take a shot at it? I was actually thinking the same thing. I was thinking some type of disruption in the marketplace, but what would that headline read? My goal and hope is that in another 10 years, we've definitely changed the conversation around beauty and beauty standards in the industry and that more brands recognize that these needs exist. We do exist. And it's time to recognize that and time to not only limit our products to one little portion in the stores, but to give us options, give us an array of options, because if it's there, we'll buy it, you know, so recognize us. All right. Last question. Why will you not give up? Because we believe in this. (laughs) We truly believe in this. Like we said, this is personal to us. You know, we're not just doing it just to do it. It's, It's a personal story. And it goes back to what Shalice was saying about, you know, just young girls, young Black girls feeling beautiful in their own skin, looking at their reflection and admiring the uniqueness that is them and just, yeah, loving the skin that they're in. Yeah. And I'll add to that quickly just by saying this is bigger than us. This is something that we've needed for a long time and something our community probably couldn't at the time articulate that we needed a one-stop shop or something that was specifically built out. We've tried to convince beauty for a long time. And I think at this point, the industry it has been around since the beginning of time, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're not going to change it and they're not going to offer expanded products, we have to do it ourselves, right? And I think that's a part of the story. We're not just doing this so that we have a place to shop, but this is bigger than us. We want this to be something that our community goes back to. And each time they can actually walk into a place and say, that's me on that poster, or this foundation is for me. This skincare is going to help my hyperpigmentation, things of that nature, where it's like you walk in there and you, you get it, you feel at home and you feel understood. And I think that's what we're looking for. And that's why we can't stop. I love it. Is there anything that we haven't covered about you or Beauty Mart that you want people to know? Our boxes are on our website for sale now, beautymarked.com, B-E-U-T-Y-M-R-K-D.com. So definitely get a box. They're subscription-based as well. 
We also have t-shirts with various slogan on them, such as the one Shalise mentioned earlier, you are the standard of beauty. Check out our Instagram page as well. Follow us on Instagram so you are made aware of all the exciting things that are to come. And if you need to reach out to us for any reason, info at beautymarks.com. We're happy to connect with you if you are a beauty brand that wants to get onto our marketplace or if you have partnerships that you'd like for us to discuss. We're more than happy to talk to you at this point. As we wind down this episode, I want to leave you thinking about this scenario. Imagine walking into a car dealership looking for a convertible and the salesperson saunters over, looks you up and down and says, nope, we don't have any of those, but can I interest you in an electric scooter? That's basically the retail experience for a black woman trying to buy foundation in 2022. One of the things that stood out to me the most was when Shalisa said, if the beauty industry isn't going to change, we'll have to do it ourselves. Every entrepreneurial journey is fueled by this thought. Their inspiring purpose of making black women feel seen resonates with women of every color, and they're gaining traction and support by more and more women every single day. I'll close with two marketing strategy tips that you can think about. I mentioned earlier about this notion of community over competition. Yes, of course, it's necessary to keep an eye on your competitors, see what they're doing, but do a purpose audit as well. Find out their why. See which customer need that they think that they're fulfilling. Doing this will ensure that your purpose remains distinct and not part of the noise. If it's connected to your brand truth, the aspects that are considered distinctive and unchangeable, then you have a strong foundation upon which to build a brand. And secondly, try to remember the bottom-up, top-down strategy for your next product launch. Find the tribe of people most excited about you and marry that with partners aligned to help your business grow. I hope you enjoyed part two of my conversation with Shalise and Kadeem from Beauty Marked. I know I have. I learned a ton and they're great. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. You can learn more about what I do at brandcrudo.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe by hitting that plus sign and rate or review this episode. I'd really appreciate the feedback. Thanks so much for listening.